It's Thursday, March 30th, 2023. That's for you, Mr. Rick Gates. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. I still have a stuffy nose. I apologize about that. But it's episode 286. How are we feeling? So uh, good. Because you, you have a stuffy nose. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. I don't have a stuffy nose. It. I'm sorry about your stuffy nose. You have a you had a I birthday with a stuffy nose because that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's no big deal, man. It's no big, I cannot recall another birthday that I've had in the past where I cared less about the day actually being the day of my birth. Like, uh, well, I, I mean, you've had seventy of them, right? At this point, right? I'm an old man, roughly. I'm an old man, maybe eighty. Give or take, give or take a few. Nothing wrong with that. I'm good with it. I mean, I it's not that I'm not grateful. No. I think I'm just. That's like, why you're so anyway. wise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. What is today? I just said it. It's March 30th. Let's look at today in tech history. And I'm going to go to thisdayintechhistory.com this time instead of using ChatGPT because, and maybe we'll get into it, but apparently there's a whole bunch of, um, let's see, Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, and 1,121 tech experts. <laughs> Are either of y'all one of the 1,121? Uh, have just signed an open letter no to pause the me. training of AI models more powerful than GPT-4. They warned this could, quote, represent a profound change in the history of life on Earth, to which I rolled my eyes pretty heavy. But yeah. before we get into that, before we get into that, don't touch that yet. Let's talk about the invention of the phototransistor. Hmm, March 30th, Bell Telephone. Yeah, the phototransistor. Let me pull this up here real quick. So the phototransistor is a device that operates by converting incoming photons to electrons in the base of a bipolar transistor. This sounds like the prefabulated amulite thing, <laughs> the spurving bearings. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it, it, uh, something in cabulator? Turbo yes. cabulator? Turbo cabulator. <laughs> okay. March 30th. You guys got to tell me the year, please. Bell Telephone Labs announces the phototransistor. This is a real thing. Invented by Dr. John Northrup Shive, often called an electric eye. A phototransistor 19, is activated by light. 1922. 19 what? It's always the 20s, right? 22. 22. 22. I was, I was so, I initially was going to go 1800s, but y'all made fun of me last time. I went 1800s whenever we were talking about transistors. So instead of. Can I give you a little bit more info first? No. 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 That's okay. No. no. I'm going taking his side. 1937. Yeah, you guys are Come terrible. It found early use in telephone switching systems for long distance service, allowing operators to quickly direct dial phones in distant cities. Uh, quick, sorry, quickly direct dial phones. My emphasis was a little weird there. Today, phototransistors find many uses in a variety of technologies such as computers, robotics, and industry. Industry. Well, that info wasn't going to help me with my day. You're right. No, it was not. Next time somebody tell asks us, what I do, tell I'm, us how wrong we are, please. 1950. 1950. Oh, it's not, not too bad. I mean, I was, I was only my, off by 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, detect light pulses and convert them into digital electrical signals. Don't, don't try and think through it. Just move on to the I'm next not. one. I'm not. I'm going to move. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, 
the first commercial computer was also released on this day. Univac is received by the U.S. Census Bureau. Oh, great. The first commercial computer went to our government. Uh, short for Universal Automatic Computer, it used over 5,000 vacuum tubes, weighed 16,686 pounds, consumed 125 kilowatts of electricity, <laughs> and could perform about 1,905 operations per second, running on a 2.25 megahertz clock. It was 14 feet long, 7 feet wide, and 8 feet tall. What year? Okay, was so okay, so that's okay. The size is important here. For if that's the if that's a commercial computer, um, yep, the first commercial. I'm gonna computer. go. I, I'm gonna go with 55, 1955. Okay, let's say you, Tyler. The first 62. 62. Okay. Well, we had the invention of the phototransistor March 30th, 1950. One year later, 1951, the Univac was received by the U.S. Census Bureau. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, I win, but I was so close. I want to get one, like, actually right every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're going to jump to uh, what grinds my gears section real quick, and then we can get to the news. (laughs) Oh, boy. so 19 months ago, I uh, submitted for reservation to order the F-150 Lightning truck. And I'm only going to complain about a few things, but they don't offer a six-seater, which I think is biased against large families. Don't appreciate that. And also their ordering system is total junk. Like, I mean, it's it's makes no sense. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's like a, it's like a seven-year-old developed it. Don't More like it. on what sucks about it. Like, can you, can you just text your Ford dealer and be like, bro, give me one of these or what do you got to do here? So you click the configure and order. I mean, the, the webpage itself is just trash. I'm sorry. I I'm typically a positive person, but this is just like, when are they going to figure this out? Where are they going to figure this out? Changed you. (laughs) Well, I've got an attitude about it. I mean, they, they, cause there are other like their normal site, I don't know what it looks like, but their normal site for like configuring a truck is super easy. I mean, I did it like 30 times a day for four months before I bought my truck. Yeah. (laughs) I think I did a lot of that too. Yeah. So that, so I'm guessing they just didn't take their already functioning site. No. (laughs) A new, a new team says, Hey, we can develop this from the ground up. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, the first thing you jump into, you choose your model. Yeah, so it's got the Pro, the XLT, Lariat, and Platinum. And the two middle models, you can choose between standard range or extended range. Well, when you flip between the two, there's this like super ugly, like thin box that swaps between the two. And the like the writing isn't even centered. It just looks terrible. You can't tell the difference between the trucks. There's nothing. Like you can click view details and it launches you into what seems like another page, but you can't tell the difference between this and other trucks. And it's whatever. Once you finally go into like start my order, then I think it's more familiar with the or more similar to um, probably how you were configuring your truck. But there's seven, uh, seven, several things that I was clicking on trying to understand what it is that I'm potentially adding to the truck. And you would click this little like I button and it then it launches another page. And some of the things would just say already included. And it doesn't even tell you what it is that you're picking makes no sense so 
Every time I hear sorry, about we'll a really crappy UI, I am immediately reminded of something that I can never remember precisely, which is the like this is a bad UI website, which is hmm. just littered with things that don't work the way they should. You start typing in a box, and all of a sudden your type's just going out of the box, and you can see what you're typing anymore. They're missized. You try to close yeah. something, it moves. You get pop-ups that literally don't have a way to close it. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, and you can. That's all I can think about. It's like yeah. reference this when making a new website. Right. You can tell that their ordering system is based off of the backend like SKU system, right? And the information that lives there. <laughs> it's so. How not painful. to obfuscate years and years and years of technical debt. So painful. Okay. I'm sorry for, for blasting forward there for a second. Okay. For Latest in tech news. Latest in tech news. What we got here? There's nothing. I think we should go ahead and end the show. Tyler, shut us down. Shut it down. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. Um, no, we uh, we have some stuff. Mm. Um, do do we want to avoid going directly into chat GPT or AI do development they... in general and do other stuff first? Nope. Nope. We might or is that like an extension of grind your gears? Cause uh, I, it seems like there's going to be some different opinions here. Um, well, that's what we I, need to touch I, on then. I think, I think we got to jump on it. So uh, why don't you, Buley, why don't you just set us up with your tweet? Cause I feel like your tweet yeah, so uh, at the real, no, sorry, at the Alex Banks, forgive me, um, this, my note, whatever, <laughs> Alex Banks, he says, Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, and 1,121 tech experts, uh, which I think one of them might have been Bunks. He said he signed it. So I'd love to have him on the show. Uh, Bunks, I know you're listening. Come on and talk to us about this. Let us know what you think, because I know you live in this world. But uh Tech experts just signed an open letter to pause the training of AI models more powerful than GPT-4. They warn this could, quote, represent a profound change in the history of life on Earth. Here's what I found out. And then he goes on and he just says, one, they're calling for a pause. Two, AI systems are becoming human competitive. It raises serious concerns about AI systems taking over jobs, spreading propaganda, outsmarting and replacing humans. Uh, three, developing shared safety protocols for advanced AI systems, four, refining existing AI systems, five, creating robust AI governance systems, and six, helping to develop a flourishing future with AI. Uh, to which I basically just said my first reaction, I was torn on this, my first reaction was that it just reads like old man yells at cloud. I couldn't quite figure it out, right? And then a few different people replied, um, and I kind of got to the point where... It's I'm confused because on one side, anytime you talk about chat GPT, there's a bunch of people that are like, well, it's just a website that always gives you wrong information, isn't even connected to up-to-date information and is just like lying and biased and all this stuff. Why does anyone even use this? And I've argued in favor of chat GPT because it gets you off of that blank page to something, right? It's a great framework generator. Find whatever, maybe some of the words, maybe some of the points it makes. Uh, maybe some of the information is slightly off, but it creates a very intelligent framework. You go off of that. But then the other side, apparently the 1,123 people here think it's Skynet already. So which is it and where are we at? And is this too premature to say, whoa, 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 this is enough? Or is this the right time? That's kind of where we're at, setting the stage. What do you guys think? Oh, I think I have opinions. 
Okay. Well, I think you're on the show to share opinions. So that this is convenient. No, no, no. I, I don't want to jump in yet. Russ, what you got? Okay, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> my issue is multiple fold, but I'll, I'll break it down in a couple of different ways. You know, the, the whole old man yells at cloud thing, we run into this in our industry all the time. And oftentimes what I actually try to avoid is there, there's kind of two different sides of this. There's like the old man yells at cloud. And then there's this extreme other side that is, this is the only way things are going to be done. But one thing that I, that I never want to do is like shill away the importance of something that is new. And so one thing that people used to always say that drove me insane was cloud is just someone else's computer. And that is really, really oversimplifying what Mm -hmm. the public cloud providers did compared to like, say, a traditional MSP that had been around for years. You know, it's just not the same. The the self-service model they put in there, all of the automation they built around in order to create this way to consume these resources without going through complex contracts, which now, of course, we've evolved into getting those contracts in and, and getting stuff together to like mature it for the enterprise. But it, it had a profound impact on our entire industry and candidly, the entire world whenever cloud came in in a way that had not happened before. So to say that it was just someone else's computer was just wildly inaccurate. And I always want to avoid that. However, I don't, I'm not as worried about Skynet as I am. And that's, that's, that's the thing is people are, it's like, people are either like, Hey, it's cool. Let's play with it and learn it. Or it's Skynet. Right. That's everyone's reaction. Yeah. You're you're on one side of the fence. That's way too far. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's way too binary for this. Yeah. But I do believe that there are, and, and I don't know what they are. I started, I started to try and figure out, as I saw your tweet and I saw Tyler's responses to it, what are some of like the major yeah. inventions of human history that have been just wildly impactful to the rest of human history? And, fire, and I started. I started at fire. I did. I internet right and so there's a way to kind of replaceable parts well some of those things are less yeah fires first some of those things are less (laughs) broadly usable in this sense like some people might even use things like the industrial revolution as a time period that had a similar type of thing but what i'm wondering is if Let's just say we could go back and do it over again. And I don't know that the answer is that we would do anything different, but let's just pretend we did. What if the internet, we took six months to pause on? What if we took a year to like figure out maybe a better way to go about it? Or maybe let's let's use something where we run into a significant amount of fraud right now. What if we had considered the entire fintech industry that's trying to change the world and is now constantly run amok with fraud and limited oversight and yada, yada, yada. I don't know what it is, but there's, there is an element, there's a value in something that could be so profound in just taking a step back. So I see merit to it, but I don't like the fear necessarily that is being caused. I just think that with something like this, that, absolutely is probably a top five human affecting technology that will probably 
ever be created is something that if we're in the early stages in and starting to accelerate investment into and development of, we should probably start to think about this more collectively. That is that is my particular take on it because I don't know yeah. that our traditional market-based model, let the market win, do this X, Y, Z thing is going to be the best for this because that the whole ideological piece of like how markets work really couldn't account for something like this. And so that's why I think there's value in it. So that, that's just where I yeah. just think it's not quite old man yells at cloud, but it's also not freaking Skynet. So it's <laughs> there's something in here that we need to figure out. We need to take the six months to figure out where it is in, in the middle there. You know, so I'm not I'm not going to share an opinion that's wildly different than that. Uh, sorry to disappoint anyone who wants me to just be fiery about it. But but here here are my thoughts, right? So when I was kind of responding to Aaron's tweet on Twitter, one tiny number of characters you can only get so much out. But it, it, oh, agree, you don't pay for blue. Dichotomy, it's not one or the other. What I'm not. Uh, is it really, is blue? I thought it was purple. Now isn't it pink? Orange? Yellow? <laughs> what is it charging? No, you 40, can... 40 billion. I don't, doesn't it change every day? Is it special? Was it special? Can it be special later? Is it special now? Not not paying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, ahead. (laughs) uh, I like how he too, like it is now Elon's baby. It is 100% his decisions. It is his choice, his, his everything. It is not Twitter, the company. It is Elon's choice. I'm sure he personally made all of those decisions. Um, no, so one, yes, false dichotomy, right? It isn't either like the best thing ever, ever or the end of the world. Um, I think that that's a terrible way to approach something like this. Um, I think it is incredibly important, you know, kind of to Russ's point about all these things that happened historically. I actually think the Industrial Revolution is a really good example, not because it's an individual technology, but I, I think um, chat, GTP, and artificial intelligence based on, you know, massive data stores uh, creating that that machine learning baseline it is a, the kind of uh, rising tide that will float all boats. Like everything is going to rise. Everything is going to change once we really start to understand how to harness this. And if you if you think about what happened in that period when industry was suddenly taking off and just the barons of industry were squeezing people for all that they could and, and people were dying in factories, but it also literally became the fundamental baseline for be going going from like a third world sort of entity in existence where people are always starving and there isn't enough to like the world of plenty. Right. And and we still have parts of the globe that are going that are going through that now. And and it is disproportionate, right? Which is why I think it's really important that we have people that are articulating in advance some of the potential downfalls of technology like this. But A, I don't think we can slow it down. If you tell uh, open AI, pause, stop training your model. Do nation states around the world listen to those people? No. Do right. bad actors exactly right. who may have gotten their hands on source code stop doing these things? No. Or it's not even the source code. What if, what if they have access to the data lakes to train this stuff, right? Like you you have to you have to realize that the cat's out of the bag in, in a yes. certain sense. And that we can try to 
create a strong conversation and and inject some ethics or even morality into the way that we approach leveraging this stuff. And I do think we should, but we have to be extremely careful about impeding the progress that can bounce off of something like this out of, you know, fear, if you want to go down that type course. I just got cut off. Am I back? Yep, you're back. Okay. Uh, it, it, what, what, if, what if out of extreme caution, slowing down the organizations we know are working on this kind of technology today, the Googles, the Microsofts, the OpenAIs, you know, other entities that we're sort of familiar with and we have some understanding of what they do right and what they do wrong from an ethical standpoint or, or you know, looking at things broadly. And, and if we stop them for six months and the rest of the world catches up and absolutely trounces those institutions, is that better, worse, or the same? And, and I think my argument is, I don't know the answer outright. I don't think you can answer that one, but you cannot stop this progress. Correct. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that notion at all. And maybe, maybe the words are too literal. Um, and I, I haven't talked to Elon. I shot him a text earlier. He, he takes forever to freaking respond. Um, but we'll, we'll see what it is that he's, he's really meaning by this. We can stop developing things if that's what he truly means. I think we need to stop with like the, not necessarily stop, but we need to slow down the public release of major, major working sets for this until we can start to figure out what we're going to do around this. No, we can't stop doing this. Trust me. No one cares. No one cares more about this than I do. Trust me. I'm the guy who's got like, 45 AI books, most of them about China. Thanks, Bunks. And, <laughs> you know, and so the, I, trust me, I am, ex- I'm all over the need for us to do this. There is no way to put this back in the box. I think this is no different than when the internet released. I candidly, I think this is the same in, in relevance to like, I don't think we'll ever be able to stop crypto development either. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. It's, it's been released. It's never stopping period. I'm sorry for all the people who hate it. Uh, and so I don't think that that's necessarily, it. it's like, hey, let's everyone agree to n- not write another line of code. And you know what's crazy is, is a lot of these uh, language models that were built like GPT-3 were, were actually not built on very large data sets. It was ironically very small right, data sets. Mm-hmm. That they, that, yeah. So th- that was kind of wild to kind of think about. But I do believe, see, here's the interesting thing. So there's there's one book out there uh, I want to say it's maybe called uh, World Without Work or Future Without Work. And I don't know that in our lifetime, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't, I don't know where we are in this, this evolutionary cycle of, of AI. I don't know if it's in our lifetime that we're going to run into a situation to where there's no work. Because the way our economy functions today is if there is no work, the economy will literally stop working. Uh, right. But if in the future there is a there is a replacement for work, we will literally have to decide how society is going to transition to and respond to that. And there's never right. been anything that threatened all work the way that this is working. Here's and here's the scary part. I say scary. 
because I don't. It's not really scary. It's more fascinating, but it's it's what makes this relevant. The fact that Chat GPT can pass a bar exam. Yeah, I was better than ninety percent of humans. Right, and it's and here's here's the weird thing, guys. Chat GPT is awesome as it is. It's not even good yet. You know, exactly. That's what freaks people out. You're hitting the nail on the head, man. Yeah, and so the difference between I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. All I'm saying is, is we have robots that can do backflips. We have, we have knowledge worker type of jobs that are potentially being threatened by this type of thing, like some of the most high end ones. So we're starting to see the spectrum of traditionally, which by the way, there's a lot of studies on what happens with uh, whenever you get innovation uh, that happens in an industry, people say, okay, well, this this does away with some jobs and it, and it gains more jobs. There's a lot of studies that show it doesn't always happen that way. Like one of them many, many, mm. many, many years ago was whenever the French went to some part of the world that they were probably trying to colonize and said, here is a uh, like manufactured seed for you to build your crops and you'll be able to do twice as many crops in a certain amount of time. And then they went back a year later and they had the same amount of crops they had the year before. And they said, well, why in the world did you not have, why don't you have twice as much crop and expand your market and do X, Y, or Z? And they said, no, we, we, we did use the seed. We just did it with half the work. We fired half of our staff and we still, you know, supported the market. And, and so it's just an interesting thing where it doesn't always work out very cleanly. And this is one of the first things between all of the technology coming together from physical to digital, and I, I do mean robots in this case, like the backflip dancing robots that are candidly really cool videos to watch, uh, that could replace a significant amount of human labor. And eventually that should be the goal. We should get to a point yes. to where yes. we don't have to do anything. But we but have that's to where we need think, to really talk to about us. that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, dude, this we, is the same we've got to think about transition, man. It's it's not yeah, gonna, this, if it happens like right now, we're in trouble. This is the same <laughs> conversation we had with vSphere in the early 2000s. Same exact conversation when I worked for a, a compute manufacturer. Like, oh no, 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 we need to pause this. Nobody, nobody in this building should ever say the words VMware or vSphere. <laughs> All we're gonna do is sell less servers, sell fewer well, servers. And that's- that's where my gut goes with stuff like this is that we we have this fear response this oh my gosh like what if what if what if what if it's all bad and russ isn't wrong it's not like we don't have historical context where stuff has gone sideways and instead of turning into an enabler or that rising tide that i was referencing it it does actually displace people in an unpleasant and potentially disastrous way but it like this this will open so many doors and will create so much capability and it will perhaps move us towards a place where you don't have to have the same kind of physical laborers right and we need to approach it from a thoughtful perspective and make sure that everyone still has a place like as a species we can't afford to just cast them aside right but yeah like let's get to it get to the so, thinking let and, me ask and, you a question and start moving the execution too i mean it, it's going to be really cool. Like I just, I don't want to see it slow down too much, but I do think that we need to approach it thoughtfully. I mean, we have to literally think for a replacement of capitalism. I'm not joking. Like that would be that's the extent of what would true. have to happen long term. That's, that, that's not going to happen, happen in our lifetime. That's, 
Wars, we're, wars we're never going to have before to that happens. Yeah. yeah, we don't. We don't have to figure out the answer Capitalism to that question. Luckily, fundamentally, have and have not. Yeah. So, so you, here, here, here's how this steps up, though, real quick. So GPT. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to move too far away from your vSphere analogy, because while okay. it's relevant, it's also flawed. And and the reason for that is is vSphere is a thing that enabled more efficiencies. Yes, it replaced the number of things you would sell and the number of things that would need to be managed, but it did not holistically replace all of it. And so there is a, a, a way that we measure this called the law. I think you just said holds true for chat GPT though, regarding I humans. Did, correct. I, so it's a perfect example, it. Russ. It is not. You're, you're, <laughs> and I understand how comfortable you are with being wrong because you do it so often, but you need to start <laughs> seeing it before you speak. So calm down. The law of conservation of resources. And this is typically for every improvement in productivity. There is an equal and opposite increase in the requirements for whatever that activity is. So once the business can take a server deployment from three days to three minutes, the business then adjusts the need to of the business to respond at the speed of what they can deploy the servers and the resources at. So we make the business incrementally more expensive. That's where we are today. You're correct. You can use chat GPT to make yourself a 10x developer or a infrastructure admin that deploys you know, VMs in three minutes versus three days. That's where we are today. That's our opportunity today. However, the rate that we went from Alexa can't tell me anything but the height of Barack Obama to passing the bar is terrifying. So yeah. if the next leap, by the way, there well, is I wasn't a belief, saying that the metaphor held true to the same passage of time. This was also 20 years ago. Th this is why it's important to look at this particular moment in time very differently because yes. With there's there's a belief that I open agree AI, with you. I agree with your statement there, by the way. That's and smart. that's what I was going to get into. <laughs> that's what the, I was going to get into. Just talking about like the original GPT, all it could do was learn, and then GPT two gave you outputs, which you know you could argue is a million times better because it's actually giving you something. GPT three was a significant, you know, thousand x above that, and then like we just discussed, GPT four went from, so the previous version simulating the, you just mentioned this, but the law school bar exam, GPT-3 scored in the bottom 10%. GPT-4 is scoring in the top 10%. Not only that, but it can generate up to 25,000 words of text and write code in all major programming languages. So I think that's the point where people, these 1,123 tech experts or whatever are like, hold on, time out. What is this? So you're telling me some 12 year old can just open up that, you know, that website and just say, Hey, um, write, you know, program Pong in C++, whatever. Right. And then boom, it's done. And then they could just publish it. That's crazy. And, and here's That's the, powerful. here's the, here's the, the meta side of this, not the company. Damn you, Zuckerberg. The, the, the thing here is GPT-4 was delayed uh, and, and ultimately shrunk down from 
multiple places on the on the interweb nets believe this to be the case that OpenAI is delaying releases of dramatically better models that have already been worked on because mm -hmm. there's concern over the ethical release of them. So the the verbiage is very important and I can pretty much guarantee you that Elon and many of the other people who probably started this, I don't know who all, you know, I rec clearly there was like an internet signature piece you could do, but there is a, well, not to be there missed, is a knowledge Microsoft base has, here. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying there's a knowledge base here of they're stating not beyond GPT-4, which has been released, like don't release anything else just yet, which to the open AI's credit, it, it does appear as though they are, they are taking a measured approach to that. Uh, we need to make sure that we can kind of absorb these at the rate that a human can absorb them. We're not, if we release them at the rate of AI, I think that we're going to respond poorly. That's, that's sure. my concern. Yeah. It's like putting a thousand horsepower in a, an electric Hummer. It's too no, much that's too fast. That's no, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> I brought that up last year and everyone's like, no, it seems totally normal. Let's just put yeah, grandma fine. in a thousand horsepower, uh, 15,000 pound vehicle. I think it's okay. First. Okay. So, yeah. but okay. Microsoft invested $10 billion into chat GPT. Who are these people to say, Hey, um, you have to stop. What'd you say? Child's play dollars. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's owned it's by a company that wants to make money on, on it. Who are these other people to say, hey, uh, you need to stop developing this product? Well, that's Some a good question. Who, who, who were the people yeah. who were the people who originally funded OpenAI, which by the way, um, do you know the name of OpenAI? Well, our founders. And it open, O-P-E-N. <laughs> the intent behind that was that it was going to be a non-profit. Correct. It then disperse this and, and manage the project with like equality in mind with the way it was going to be developed. Like all those things, like for instance, if we want to talk about things that we've done wrong in the past, like right now we're dealing with how do we manage social media at scale? And one of the really good ideas has been to be like, make it a protocol, distribute it out, create yeah. your own things against it. That was what open AI was designed to do for AI. And instead what's happened it's is, is somehow it yep. has taken, and here's the thing though, like, uh, I don't know if it was money, money or someone else. I recognize it's money, but here's the problem. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm announcing this right now. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to, to release, I'm going to open a foundation to research, uh, AI two. It's going to be the follow on to AI. It's going to just be a foundation to benefit everyone else. And I would like to take donations with which you will get no equity, by the way, if I ever turn this into a profitable venture, because that's what OpenAI did to the tune of several billion dollars. They took all of this money in order to further research, and then they turned around and commercialized it without any of the original donors getting equity. But now Microsoft gets equity off of those donations. So this right. is why I should money, take money, money from money. Microsoft. Well, that's what I'm asking because because it's like, getting it's getting murky. It's getting crazy here. It's then we need to pause. <laughs> what? what who's we? And who's me yeah, to say we. that Microsoft? Come to me. Needs to I'll fix it. Ask well, me the questions. I'm just going to ask GPT-4, but ask them to <laughs> me and I'll type them in there and answer your questions for you. I just, uh, it, I just, it, we can't, 
we can't treat it too light. We can't over rotate to Skynet, but it has to be taken. We have to look at the things around the technology and, and we just have to prepare for it in some capacity. We, I don't know who's going to do it. I, it, we've got a lot of different <laughs> groups out there that have been like, we, who's that one that Larry page leads to help the government with. And I, my other side of this is like, I really don't want the government to do it either. Cause they're going to screw it up. So it's like, man, I made that comment. Don't, we don't have a political system that is designed to deal with this. At we least don't. not in the United States. I don't think yeah. we do. Yeah, globally definitely not either. here. No. Like it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't exist. China right probably now. has a better one to handle it than we do. Yeah. But it's same problem, yeah, well, similar problems. You need less freedoms to 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 hand some of this stuff down and and like for our government to go to Microsoft and say stop doing this. Well, yeah, I mean, not, if not just else, that, but like maybe people I, will just agree. I'm concerned that we're we're asking people that fundamentally don't understand even the beginnings of this to legislate on it too. Correct. I mean, it, this is this is always a problem with representative government. Um, you just watch I'm the not, TikTok I'm not saying one. It's unique to this. Yeah. But the senator was asking is, the CEO. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I mean, I'm yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the example, I, say it, because that's exactly what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. The the senator asked the CEO of TikTok if TikTok accesses your home Wi-Fi. And he's like, well, it has to in order to access the internet. And he's like, see, see, like they're in our see? homes. They're on our internet. Like, ban them. And you're just like, what? Who, that what? fine Who to me. Guy? I think he's right. I agree. Ban mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and for that reason alone telegram's yep. not on my wi-fi won't work <laughs> <That's clearly. laughs> i'm sorry was that the point you were getting to tyler though like it's it yeah, was yes a... yes that like we we are we're asking in this letter we whoever we is we're, we're sort of clearly asking you for for a government a governmental body, some kind of regulatory oversight to step in and do something, which I think is fine. We've talked about this before. Regulation has its place. I think it's appropriate. I think this is a great example of where slowing down thinking about it is good. I don't know that putting it on pause and not releasing bigger models, eh, maybe I could talk about uh, releasing it broadly publicly. Sure, but I'm also like really eager to see where all this goes, and, and I'm just too excited about it to say slowly roll. Uh, which could be bullheaded, whatever. Give me, give me Skynet. Don't care. Um, you can add but, your signature, by the way. I just dropped. So right. uh, Bunks put probably the, not going to do that. Yeah, Bunks. <laughs> Bunks kidding. shared I, the I, uh, I the link on, again, but... on on Twitter. No, I just dropped it in our TBP chat. I mean, if you want to read it, here's here's yeah, what probably should have happened. And I don't know if they can. I don't know if this is something that can be retroactively done now that Microsoft. I'm not. And by the way, I'm not blaming Microsoft for any of this. Sure. They, they made the play that they could make because they needed. Yeah, look, they couldn't beat Google and search. So yeah. like uh, maybe AI will work, <laughs> you know, which is ironic considering Google should have mastered that a long time ago. But well, different. Google's doing this. That's another question they I are. have. Google barred AI. Is that not being right. held to the same standard? Because this letter doesn't mention that. It's only talking it, about pausing chat GPT. So because it's, here's it's the, public. That's what Russ was talking about. Uh, all of this stuff is related, mm. though. Like, if you if you want to look at why Musk and I'm I'm guessing other people, I don't, I just he's so visible. But Musk, mm. you know, in, invested. I don't remember the number. It was at least a hundred million dollars into OpenAI, and he did so because he was afraid of the power of Google through their AI developments, right? With the wow. idea of creating this kind of open ecosystem standard. Now, here's what should have been done. I don't know if it still can be done, but it's what should have been done. We do have precedents for managing these types of projects 
at scale with requirements around them that the courts could be argued against. We could manage it the way we manage Linux or the way we manage Kubernetes or the way we manage a number of other open source related projects that grow over time. They are democratized and they have licensing and commercialization restrictions around them. So that is Which really think, the precedence we have yeah. for trying to manage it. You know, I just, yeah. I don't but know that, if we can go back to that. That doesn't mean slow the release. And and I, no, I think that's fine, but it right? Could, like, I, it could I do be think slow that to put that, that in place, though. Like, if we slow yeah. it to put some, some governance like that in place with, you know, the, like a CNCF or the Linux Foundation, which are two governing bodies that are over kind of those projects, right? If we had a... A open AI foundation, which is what I feel like. That's why I always thought open AI was going to be. I think yeah. it was its original. Well, because it's what they said it was initially. Right. That's why you thought that. They're we, a monster. We need to pause it in order to try to put some structure there. And we don't need to continually release more open public things until we have that there, is my opinion. And I don't think that that would take too long. At least it wouldn't have two years ago or pre-10 billion dollars from microsoft i do think that muddies this water quite <laughs> now a bit. you're blaming microsoft well well i think microsoft i was gonna say i just think microsoft's investment sped the release to the public no, it does. that release to the public made google say well crap now i have to respond because sure. that's the competitive environment response that's how our market works right like that's right. the of course that's the dynamics of the market so the moment this became commercialized Kinetic and competitive energy. It, yep. The kinetic energy just went everywhere. So yep. that that's why I think this step back could be valuable. I just don't know how you put that cat back, back in the bag. I don't I, well, and I don't the, I don't think you can. Yeah, go ahead. Not 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 in not without hampering yourself, right? And that, that's overreach. where like I keep I keep going in, in my head to the okay, cool, cool, let's let's take, you know, uh, Western society, whatever, wherever you want to draw your line, and you say, "All right, we agree. We should slow the roll. Let's pause this stuff." OpenAI is one of one of the things uh, because it is the most sort of forefront public right now. But it, if if we, to use that term, overreach and we impede our progress in this space as as a nation, right? That comes with risk. And and there are downsides. This is not just slow down so that we can do the part. Slowing down sometimes results in, well, impotence that you can't overcome or that takes much longer to overcome, right? And and I don't know that that is 100% applicable here, right? Like these things, we, we may already have lost this game as far as the capability of AI. Like you said, it's possible that OpenAI is already slowing their role substantially which means that other actors likely have much more advanced models. And maybe it is a bats with bombs scenario and the general public shouldn't have this at their fingertips yet, but I, I think it's too late. We do, we have it to some extent, right? And I don't know that slowing it down is the best decision, but it is definitely something that needs to be talked about extensively. It should be in the forefront. People should be thinking about this. We should be helping legislators understand it, and we should be trying to put boundaries around it, whether it's a foundation that operates a licensing model, some construct that will help maintain the democratization of the tech and help it be the most useful it can be instead of the most dangerous it can be if we want to get back to the your sort of binary response, then yeah, good, great. These conversations need to happen. They need to happen all the time. They need to be happening 
this should have been happening for so, a while but yeah this is but this is i don't know this is not insignificant the wording in this in this um petition about halfway through therefore we call on all ai labs to immediately pause for at least six months the training of ai systems more powerful than gpt4 this pause should be public and verifiable how do you do that mm -hmm. first of all explain how that works and I mean, include that, all that, key that actors. would have if we could have done it if we, that's the thing we could have done something like that before <laughs> right. yeah, i don't know how you, i don't know how you do it now that's right that's the big it, problem because the reality on. is yeah go ahead keep going go, go, go ahead go well ahead. just to finish it it says and, and include all key actors if such a pause cannot be enacted quickly all right define quickly governments which governments should step in and institute a moratorium <laughs> Tell me how that Which works. Is, Tell me how they force that, it. This is, Tell me to what level those, they're enforcing. Are they showing up with guns? Are they showing up? Are they putting people in jail? Key actors? Like, what is happening? You want my AI? Come and take it. No, I, serious. Like, <laughs> if, if, if they say no, I'm not. Like, why? I appreciate that you think that we should do this. I'm not going to stop. Well, if governments say, hey, there's a moratorium on here and you don't stop? Yeah. Like... I don't know. I'm not trying to be like tinfoil hat or, you know, clutch your purse or what. I don't know what the words are here, but like <laughs> these words are really fluffy and could be interpreted yeah. in a pretty severe way. Yeah. And, and I think that's where I lost my lean into that letter when I when I read when I skimmed it. Let's be honest. I didn't I didn't have time to read the whole thing yet. Um, the some of that language just screams like. This is the yelling old man yelling at clouds side of it. Yeah, it's like they need to stop doing what they're doing because I'm so far behind. Right. <laughs> my, and and my, I think it's a little bit of that though. Put it. You can't control it. You can't control who is going to going to continue training these models. All you can do is control open AI because again, they're forefront, they're very public, and they're what we're talking about. But other models are being trained. And they're being trained at whatever scale they want to or have access to data to allow, right? Like the does world any of this is not remind just going to stop doing else? this. Does, anyone, does, does this remind you of any other technology? Like say maybe between, you know, August of 2021 and November of 2021 <laughs> or maybe like February of 2021 and April of 2021? No. Doesn't? Okay. Never mind then. Sorry. Nope, no bells. <laughs> oh man are we overreacting should should you we are. just <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh while i have this chest condition here you're welcome <laughs> uh, I, all right i just uh i struggle with so much of kind of what's going on here because like if and once again, we can we can say ifs all day. You know, we, it's no. I, I don't know if it's impossible to, you know, reverse some of the way this is managed. It just seems like it is. But the the reality is, does it need to be reversed though? Do we just not, need to sit down and figure it out and inject it? It, it it's already out. It's already going to be harder than it would have been if we started this a year and a half ago. Great. Yeah. So get to it. Get to work. Figure out what the construct should look like. Get as many entities as you can to agree to it. Try to prop it up. And boom, you have every major technology advance ever. We all choose okay. differently. You have the great no, 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 more no. open internet in the United States. We have controls in certain places. We don't in other places. Like, use it and control it 
develop and contain put the plane together while you're flying it whatever so no the <laughs> they're, they're concerned about the loyalty i don't know if you read that piece like they said you got to pause and we got to focus on the ones that exist right now and making them more loyal to us okay i'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you this right now i don't seriously i don't i don't give a single crap about this statement so I am a I'm a real big spirit of the rule kind of guy. Offense initiates the contact. Guess what? Not a foul on the defense. I don't care what it says in the rule book. What <laughs> I'm talking about here is there are like if if we had let's just pretend the internet was not created largely as a government and academic institution. If a bunch of nerds sure. had not gone and created this first, let's imagine that first. What happened was, was that Microsoft created the internet, or let's say that we started to create the internet and then Microsoft made a $10 billion acquisition. You know, let's pretend whatever. it was Al Gore. Let's pretend it was Al Gore since it wasn't. Let's do and it. we have this broad, highly democratized, very open internet. Now, don't be wrong. We have gatekeepers, the AT&Ts, the Verizons, et cetera. You have to run the infrastructure, you have to do all this stuff. Their business is built on top of it. But the internet is the way it is, and in, in my opinion, largely positive, because it was democratized and built as a way for everyone to share things. I believe AI would be dramatically better if it, if it like in every conceivable way possible better if it were distributed democratized and managed at scale the same way the internet and linux and kubernetes and all of these things were where everyone is contributing to it now yes ultimately Different countries will manage things differently. China has a very different type of internet that they sort of allow things in and out of differently than, than ours do. There are different laws around the way things are, are managed and represented and done on the internet. But AI being privatized is so soon without having any other right. things built around it is going to be a dramatically bigger problem than whenever we didn't let or whenever we allowed Facebook to acquire Instagram, which people seem Money. to think that's a big deal, but yep. you know th this You're is so right. this is going to be a bigger problem. You're so right. They underestimated the power of OpenAI, and Microsoft gobbled it up. I oh, I wish I could have been in the, in the like a fly on the wall in those rooms when they when they did that, knowing what they had in their hands. Yeah, mm. I agree. We need to get in those rooms, although yep. I don't think it matters. And now the world is seeing it. You're gonna. Uh, I said I'm gonna send a tweet and see if I can get us in the room, but I don't think it's gonna work. A tweet? What is? What you is know that? what tweets are. You do them all the time. Apparently, Clubhouse is still a thing. Y'all remember Clubhouse? Uh, is that the thing that died? Did it come back? Occasionally, I, think I get. You said Clubhouse and Tyler left, so apparently we offended him. Somehow. Oh, he left. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the clubhouse app. Okay, well, we need to shut it down. It's five o'clock. I heard uh, uh, he's, I heard his he, mic go windy back. a little he's bit. He's back now. Oh, he's I'm back. assuming okay. that. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. Um, You're good. Josh, I think we're done with the show. I was just throwing a few well, random things I, in. So I wanted to. I wanted to like make one other point around this before we close it down, just because it's it's mm -hmm. somewhat relevant, and that is part of part of the issue of this just like mass releasing of these AI tooling without really anything any other thought put around it is 
is, and this is this is always going to happen, by the way, but it's just one obvious thing. We're seeing, like, the deep fake thing is the biggest problem. Like, people are, like, putting free trials of their stuff and, like, immediately ran into abuse. Like, that's just a very, very tangible example of what just openly releasing things without yeah. any guardrails around them or thoughts or guidance or whatever can, can really have. And so I just think in, in because of the speed of development of AI, I believe that will only get worse. So what I, I don't necessarily support all of the words in the statement, but the title of like taking a step back, pausing on how, you know, what are we doing? How are we going to do this going forward? How do we manage this transition? I think is valuable. I don't, I don't agree with stopping the development because that that's just silly because it's not going to stop at all regardless like it's always going to happen right but i do believe that we should be thinking more collectively as a group on a way to you know build these things out uh i guess for everyone but i don't think that that's the way the world works unfortunately at this scale right now yeah uh, and and but i mean there there might be an argument there for continuing to release public versions of this stuff in an attempt to maintain some level of democratization. Now, is it without influence? No, clearly not. Microsoft is involved with OpenAI. OpenAI already has monetization efforts. That's already restrictive in certain ways. But I mean, like like you said, even with the internet as a as an example, there are gatekeepers. I think there will continue to be gatekeepers because of the way their global marketplace works. But um, anyways, it all comes back to, I think it's really good that the discourse is happening. I think that letter is going to create a lot of these kinds of conversations, which is net positive, right? So it, as we form our opinions, it's really good to have that counter argument in, in our brains, you know, at the forefront of the conversation, because we're, we're behind the release of tech. So let's make sure that we consider all the things or at least try to. Okay. Let me, before you close it out, let me get y'all's reaction on this. So, so they close the letter by saying humanity can enjoy a flourishing future with AI. Having succeeded in creating powerful AI systems, we can now enjoy a quote AI summer in which we reap the rewards, engineer these systems for the clear benefit of all and give society a chance to adapt. Here's the point I have where I have a question. Society, they get, this is the last sentence here. Second last sentence, whatever. Society has hit pause on other technologies with potential catastrophic effects on society. Note five. So I scroll down. I'm like, what are the examples of other technologies <laughs> with potentially catastrophic effects on society? What does it say? Uh, human cloning and eugenics. <laughs> These are far, far, far throws from artificial intelligence. I'm sorry, but you cannot put human cloning and yeah. eugenics on the same page as artificial intelligence. Maybe eugenic facts right here on ESPN for like testosterone natural boosting so that men can get their uh, juju. Sure. So, <laughs> their juju. That advanced to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We better run from this. Okay. Yeah. Shut on that down. note, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us, y'all. We'll be here next week, we hope. We'll talk to you soon one way or the other. We appreciate you. Peace. Later. See ya.